What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL here on Spark Talk, and today we have our Week 15 recap. But first, Wyatt has some news. All right, so our first bit of news is the Pro Bowlers were announced today for uh, this year's Pro Bowl, mm. and we got a couple people. I guess we want to talk about. We're we're okay with majority of the people, yeah. but there's a couple people uh, that we probably want to talk about. Uh, one, a couple people on the AFC side mainly. Yeah. Uh, Mainly Marquise Pouncey and uh, Frank Clark. And Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a couple people that probably shouldn't have made it, that made it mm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I won't throw it to you. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like sometimes it becomes a popularity contest uh, in, in some sense. <laughs> look, Tyreek Hill, look, I think he's a great receiver. You say whatever you want about him off the field and all those issues. On the field, I mean, he's dynamic. He's explosive. Uh, I mean, he's one of the most dangerous threats in all of football. Mm-hmm. With that being said, he's been hurt. He's missed some time. <clears throat> and the Pro Bowl is usually about, you know, obviously how well you've played this season mm-hmm. and how good of a play you are. But it also is about the stats you put up. Mm-hmm. And there, there's plenty of receivers I feel like could have had uh, that spot over him. I mean, Oda Beckham's played better. But guys even above that, Cortland Sutton. Julian Edelman, guys like that have had better statistics, um, have had, in my opinion, better seasons, bigger plays, and I feel like Tyreek Hill kind of got on there just because it's his, you know, his name's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, same thing for Marquise Pouncey. Look, I think Marquise Pouncey gets put on there because the mystique of the Steelers' offensive line is that the whole offensive line is really good, mm-hmm. but then... Like, we don't talk about the actual good ones, like Villanueva. I mean, he's one of the best. Left, he's like, he's the, the fourth best. He's the fourth best lineman on, or yeah, the fourth best lineman on the offensive line. The cash was better than him. Villanueva, uh, Marcus Gilbert is better than him. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think there's guys like Ryan Kelly that you know that could have been nominated above him. I mean, I, I guess the only question is like there there might be a shortage of centers in the AFC. Um, if I took the time to actually look at it, though, I'm sure I could find two two or three more guys that are. That have been better than him this season. Uh, Frank Clark is another one. He has only had six sacks this season. Yeah. He's listed as a defensive end. Uh, he's been hurt at times. I don't feel like he's really contributed in the biggest way. Uh, I mean, he's been solid, but nothing Pro Bowl level. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys. I'm not going to name them off everybody. There's plenty of guys that you can pick and choose from that should have been nominated over him. And another one is uh, Von Miller. I don't know if, like, I think he was one of the ones that benefited off of his namesake. Yeah. He's not had the best year this year. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a couple people that probably should have made it over him. Uh, Josh Allen, rookie from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. has uh, 10 sacks this year as a rookie. Uh, Bud Dupree, nine and a half sacks. There's there's a couple people that probably should have made it. Geno Atkins, I think Jordan Phillips uh, should have made it over him. He has nine and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. Yeah. Buffalo Bills defensive tackle. It's... Uh, this is the problem I have with the Pro Bowl. It's a popularity contest. Who's popular? Who's cool? Who's, I'm really surprised Odell didn't, didn't make the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, that's what I'm very shocked by. I'm surprised that he didn't that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Usually he makes it because of his name. Uh, it's just it's one of those things that uh, it should be how you perform on the field, and mm-hmm. it's not. 
Like Cortland, like, did you name Cortland Sutton? Yeah, Cortland Sutton. So Cortland yeah. Sutton should have made the Pro Bowl over Tyreek Hill. Uh, Allen Robinson should at least be an alternate, and he's not even like on the ballot to be an alternate. Mm-hmm. And he's had his he's had like a, almost a better year than what he had in. Uh, I think we led the league in receiving yards in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't know. It's just the Pro Bowl. I think is gotten is gotten really stupid. Uh, I like how the NBA does it, where they have a captain and then they let the captain pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL tried that and it doesn't work with the NFL, and I I don't think NFL should. I think NFL is based on conference versus conference. It should stay like that, mm-hmm. but nothing needs to be done with the voting. Really yeah, should. I think it just needs, especially defensively. You know, we talked about this last year uh, when there, I thought I felt like there was a lot more snubs uh, than there are this year. But I mean, mm-hmm. like cha- just changing it to like, uh, having edge rushers, having just um, having true. I mean, just honestly, just having edge rushers, mm-hmm. having linebackers. Period. Right, not even yeah. outside or inside. Having just linebackers because the schemes are all different. Because in one scheme, you, in, if you're running a three-four, Von Miller and Kalimak. They're pass rushers, but they're outside linebackers. Yeah. And then another scheme, in a 4-3, those two would be defensive ends. Yeah. So it's just there's – and the Pro Bowl tries to fit these guys into this, like, this is this this is the position they're playing. Like, I'm glad they did uh, Chris Jones as an interior D lineman because last year, I mean <laughs> – he freaking balled out and didn't mm-hmm. get a Pro Bowl nomination. Yeah, uh, like didn't. I mean, one just, thing. One person uh, is Quentin Nelson, who made first team All Pro last year. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. Quentin Nelson did. I mean, Darius Leonard. Oh, yeah, it was the Darius Leonard. Yeah, Darius my Leonard. bad. Yeah, I get the two rookies mixed up. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it, there's a disconnect between fans and the actual. I think maybe play on the field mm-hmm. and recognizing people on the field and I think there there needs to be a better way to be voting these people in yeah, yeah uh, I mean I think I know NBA I know I'm talking about NBA here a lot but it's NBA does uh, I think the people who vote on like MVPs and stuff like the reporters and stuff mm-hmm. uh, they're in it there's like players there's, there, the, the players and coaches vote and then the fans vote and then they accumulate all those in the and one and then there's like different percentages of how those count yeah and the fans honestly probably shouldn't count the most. No, because what fan? There's a lot of, uh, and it's not. It's not bad to be this type of fan. It's not. It's honestly what makes the NFL the NFL. It may, why it makes it so popular. But there's a lot of casual fans out there that just know Patrick Mahomes. That just know Odell. That just don't. Uh, that you that they probably couldn't even name Sammy Watkins. Mm. Uh, they probably couldn't even name Sterling Shepard. Who who was uh, the second receiver to Odell in New York for a long time. They probably could, they probably never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're voting based on who they know. There needs to be like a like a percentage, like you said, like a percentage thing, like NBA does where yeah. it, there needs to be like something. Because people are going to stand out Pro Bowls and it affects, I think it affects how they get voted on the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like I know people could look at it and like, well, what's it really matter? It's just a Pro Bowl. Like, I mean, like you said, that's Hall of Fame stuff. Like, some guys will be voted in the Hall of Fame because of how many Pro Bowls they've been to. Yeah. Uh, and based off of that. Like, Gerald McCoy, I mean, he could be a guy that, that has his name mentioned as a candidate because he's been to a lot of Pro Bowls. I mean, he was good for a while. Uh, Geno Pe- Atkins, another guy. Nobody talks about him. 
They're like it's those types of guys, right? Mm-hmm. That nobody talks about, that nobody gives any attention to because they play on bad teams or they play in a team that doesn't get covered a lot, like Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But he's been to however many Pro Bowls in a row. Yeah. I mean, I think he's been to what, like, what is this? His seventh season. He's been to like six Pro Bowls. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, then you count those towards the end of his career, he'll probably make two or three more. I mean, then you're looking at, like, a nine-time Pro Bowler, and you're like, oh, that's a Hall of Fame type of guy right there. Yeah. But if, you know, like Chandler Jones, we were talking about earlier, like, this will be his third Pro Bowl when he should have probably, I mean, I think he should have been to three more. Um, Yeah. And then last year he was listed as a defensive end because he was in that Steve Wilkes 4-3 system, and he wasn't, uh, yeah, because we were talking about that last year. I remember him being a snub last year. Like, how did he not make it? Yeah, eight seasons, and through eight seasons he has 92 sacks. Yeah, and he's, only, he's gonna be. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, with and, those kind of numbers, the impact he has. Yeah. He only has three Pro Bowls. Yeah, and only one All Pro. And uh, let me see well, here. He only has two seasons where he doesn't have double digit sacks. Yeah, and those were like seasons where he got and, hurt. Gosh, man, this dude is a name that should be out there, but he's not mm-hmm. because he doesn't play for a big team. He plays for Arizona. He's been for Arizona. Been with Arizona for a while. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that turns around because uh, you go with the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of moving around with my notes here, but it's a little bit down here on the notes. Uh, kind of just trying to make a smooth transition. Arizona doesn't want Larry Fitzgerald to retire yet. They want him to stay another year or two. I mean, look, if if, if they want him to, I think Larry Fitzgerald loves playing football. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think you see it. I don't think he's really showed any signs of slowing down, per se. And I like their younger series. I like, uh, what's his name? Is you it Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson? Yeah, you got Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, from uh, Fresno State, you got Andy Isabella, and you got Akeem Butler, and you got Christian Kirk. Uh, Akeem Butler's on the IR. He's been on IR the whole year. But when he's he'll a big... Be a nice, he'll be a nice weapon next year. Uh, he's one of the... He stays healthy. It's crazy. He's 6'4", like 220, but he's one of the fat... He, he was one of the fastest people uh, on like on play. I don't think at the combine, but on the field, he's one of the fastest people because he's one of those. Uh, you get him on an eighty-yard play, he's going to burn you. Mm-hmm. He's not going to burn you necessarily like on a streak if you're just running his route. But if he gets the ball, he's going to burn you. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, trying to think of the term of it. Uh, breakaway. He has a lot of breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good wide receiver help there that if they want to, they can limit Larry Fitzgerald's touches mm-hmm. and on, on his play, and therefore he could play another couple years yeah. if he wanted to. Like, I think Arizona... I mean, he doesn't want... I mean, I think it's pretty well known. I don't think he really wants to leave Arizona anyways. If he if he if he's going to continue playing, I feel like it's going to be with them. Yeah, and so. Arizona, I think, is a team that we could be talking about in the playoffs next year, like a surprise team. I really, maybe, I really maybe. like uh, what... Oh, what's his name? I'm blanking here. Uh, coach. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff yeah. Kingsbury. I don't know why. I just forgot that. But, yeah, I, he's done a great job with uh, Kyler Murray this year mm. and getting him accumulating to the NFL. I think Kyler Murray's played really good for a rookie this year. Uh, also, they got Chandler Jones. Buda Baker made it to the Pro Bowl. They're really really so. So, that Patrick Peterson. So they got still a lot the, of talent, yeah. They got, there's still some pieces there. I think they need a – Byron Murphy's a – in his rookie year, he can develop. We liked him a lot coming out of uh, Washington last year. Mm-hmm. They have some pieces that they can develop there. I think offensive line is a huge part. 
this year and I think get some linebackers, get some linebackers, get some interior D linemen. Yeah, get some get a pass, get another pass rusher, take some heat off of uh, Chandler Jones. This team could be very dangerous next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you on the Larry Fitzgerald thing. Larry Fitzgerald, if if they want him to stay, he'll probably stay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move to Odell. Uh, going to pit players after their game against them and telling them to come get me. We've, we've heard this before already. Yeah. And there's also reports of uh, multiple Browns players went out. The, I don't see that happening. I see them switching the regime up a little bit, uh, getting a new head coach in there, uh, and then maybe trading for Trent Williams or getting Trent Williams. They, they, they need the offensive line help for sure. Baker needs some type of protection. Trent Williams would be, I mean, obviously a great trade for. I mean, do whatever you got to do to get that kind of guy. That's a future Hall of Fame left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's made the Pro Bowl every year he's played in the, in the NFL. This year he didn't play because of the whole training staff issue, which I don't blame him. Yeah. And Messiah knows the cancer trade, situation. If you, a, if you can get a trade for him, that'd be huge. Yeah. But um, they need to get a new coach in there. Freddie Kitchens isn't doing it. Mm-hmm. He should never got a head coaching job this early. I mean, he should have been a coordinator for the – Freaking! Um, they should have five, stayed. six, seven. Years. I mean, he should, he needs some time to develop. You can't just be thrust into a head coaching job after not even half a season as a coordinator. It just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And I think you're seeing the the whole idea and the the whole structure of the Browns. Like it just they're just a bunch of show. It's a bunch of media attention. It's a bunch of this and that. It's there's no structure. There's no discipline. There's no foundation. I think if you bring a guy like Ron Rivera in. You bring a guy like Mike McCarthy in. Jim yeah, Harbaugh. they might not. Jim uh, Jim Harbaugh. They, I'll take Jim Harbaugh out of that. But, like, you know, Ron Rivera and Mike McCarthy might not be the best uh, guys. That, they, they might not be Sean Payton or they might not be Sean McDermott or they might not be Kyle Shanahan type of guys that, can, that are just really good schematically. Mm-hmm. But they know how to run a, sh- a tight ship. They know how to get guys going. They know how to get everybody behind them. Yeah. Play, you know, play for the team. Um, I think they need to get a guy that has that kind of that kind of presence to kind yeah. of rein everybody in and get them kind of focused in the right direction. I would say Ron Rivera would be the best one. Maybe. I think he would too. Uh, and he's a good coach too. Yeah, and he can actually scheme up some stuff. Yeah, well, on the defensive end. Yeah, I'm not saying they can. I'm just saying, they're, but they're not like. But who would be the who would be the OC though coming up? Look, go look for somebody. I mean, there's uh, plenty of guys. Just don't get John D. Fulop. Yeah. All right. So we'll move to uh, Matt Patricia. They're going to keep him for one more year. See how it plays out. I'm and well. I like it too. You ha- you had a great start. Uh, had some part of my language here, but a BS call uh, in the Packers game that cost you the game. That cost you a chance to win the game. Yeah. And then the injury to Matt Stafford. Yeah. And everything kind of went downhill after that. And mm. what's uh. Let's see how he does next year. This division yeah. could easily flip. Uh, Packers don't get a couple calls throughout the season. They could be at the bottom. Detroit could be up top. They could have had all the momentum. I don't know. Detroit After didn't that. play well in certain games, though. I mean, I, well, know, I'm saying I know the momentum part, but... No, I'm saying they don't. They get that call in the Chiefs game. Uh, it, should, it was a fumble, but the way how the refs officiate forward progress and stuff, uh, that was when the Rams and New Orleans thing was going on. That was the week after that. And so they just let a play play out that probably hardly rarely gets played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had the situation with Detroit or with them. They could have started out 
uh, was it three zero and one or four zero and one, and they, they could have all this momentum. Uh, same thing with Minnesota. Minnesota's a weird team. They can have momentum and then all of a sudden they play like crap. Yeah. Same thing with the Bears. Bears get a quarterback in there. They could they could be a or get a or Matt Nagy gets his head on head on straight. They I think Matt Nagy's actually been really good lately. That's I, I, I know lately he has. I think Trubisky has too, but that's the thing. It, what are you going to get from Trubisky next year? Yeah. Or if you keep him or not? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't... I don't this division this division's going to be in flux. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with him keeping Patricia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, I don't you either. potentially get a top five pick, get an elite type of player, maybe build your offensive line, maybe get mm-hmm. another pass rusher. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a running back. I don't know if there's any running backs coming. I out like Carry On Johns. I like the running back. It's more. Oh, yeah, Carry On Johnson. I forgot about him. He got hurt though, right? Yeah, he's been getting hurt so, lately. I mean, maybe a running back later. But I mean, if they just if they have a nice solid draft, I think yeah, I think they'll be a I good th- team next maybe year. I think he's. Help. I think he's a good coach. I think Detroit's a hard place to coach. It, that, the history, the expectations in Detroit aren't that great. Like, it can take some time to build up a culture that you want in a place. You mm-hmm. get got to give a guy time. I think my Patricia's smart. I think he's a good coach. I think he's really learned how to be a head coach um, these past couple seasons. I think giving him another chance is a smart move. Let's see what they can do moving forward. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, a couple things here or there go their way this year. They get a couple calls that are that aren't the greatest calls called against them that aren't called. Maybe they win a game or two. Like I mean, who knows? Matt Stafford stays healthy over the last few games. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah, but. Yeah. All right. So, you good? Yeah. So we're gonna move on to another serious, serious topic here. Gordon, Josh Gordon, and his suspension. Yeah. I'll say this. I'm not gonna speak too much on it. All I'll, all I'm, I'm gonna either. say is, if if you want a different perspective on it, and because my, my I'll, you know, I'm not really even gonna share my perspective because it's kind of it's changed anyways. Yeah. But go listen to Pat McAfee's podcast just go on youtube Mm -hmm. and then there's like an 11 minute 20 second video of him kind of talking about the josh gordon situation but he kind of goes in depth about the nfl uh, substance abuse policy and the process that they have you go through because he had to go through it uh, when he got publicly intoxicated Mm -hmm. and got you know got in trouble for you know being drunk and just being pat mcafee Mm -hmm. um and he talks about that whole process and, and and how hard it really is and how strict and how and how difficult it can be, and so you can't just you. Can, and look, it, yes, it's hard because I think Josh Gordon has all this talent in the world, mm-hmm. but it was a different it was a different uh, perspective. And, and this doesn't mean that it's not his fault. It, yeah, he's making mistakes. He's the one in control of doing these things. He keeps messing up, but also I understand why he's messed up so much or why he's been caught so much. It's not just. Just go listen to the Pat McAfee thing. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna try to. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm gonna do the same thing. It just, it's just listen on it. You'll get a different perspective on it. Yeah, and uh, that's all you can say. Like perspectives can change. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just go listen to it. Uh, he knows more about it than we do. He's played in the NFL. Yeah, and he went through the whole process. Yeah. I mean himself. So yeah, he knows what he's talking about. So go listen to his. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll. I guess we'll move on to. Uh, it has a lot of news this week, but uh, uh, as of Monday, the NFL has not started an investigation on the New England stuff. Uh, they said they're going to start as soon as possible. 
It seems like they're dragging their feet. Well, but it like it's well, I don't know. There the, could be there could be some more issues that we don't know about yet that are that could be developing. Like, yeah, the NFL is going to go after them, hundred mm-hmm. percent. They're not going to leave this alone. If they did, I mean, the NFL would take such a huge hit as far as just credibility and everything. They're not going to leave this alone. And honestly, I, th- I see punishments coming. I honestly just feel like they're they're. They're sifting through some of the stuff now yeah. before they launch the investigation. Now, now, if you look at the video, the video does not show much. But what if that security guard does not interact when he does? There could have been all those signals. Mm. That could have been out. It, it is Cincinnati, but just imagine if they're doing this to Cincinnati. They could be doing this to the, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and uh, it's. Uh, it's it's one of those things like I'm hoping something does happen because it's Robert Kraft's people. Like, it's his it's his company that got caught recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there has to be something at least with Robert Kraft or with the Tejas team as a whole because mm-hmm. this is three or four times they've been caught cheating or supposedly cheating. Like uh, we don't know about this one, but the th- last three were proven. Mm-hmm. The Rams. The Jets and then the Deflate Gate. Yeah. There, there has to be there has to be some type of punishment. Uh, I don't know if a postseason ban sounds a little bit strict, but there has to be some suspensions, maybe. Uh, not even I don't know about this year, but maybe going into next year, some suspension, so some suspensions handed out mm. because there's it's it's happened too many times to one team yeah. to, to it not to be a coincidence. Yeah. So. Excuse me. Uh, we'll move on to Jacksonville. Expected. It's more of a tidbit here. Jacksonville expected to make significant changes in the offseason. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm <laughs> Don't know if they're going to trade Nick Foles, which I don't know if anybody wants to take that contract. Obviously, Doug Marone's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Maybe the G- uh, maybe Tom Cawthon might be gone. I think he's done a pretty good job, what he's been dealt with. But yeah, we'll see how... It turns out, though, but... I mean, it's crazy just to think how where they were two seasons ago. I mean, in a great position, they made the AFC Championship. I mean... Mm-hmm. It feels like a, it feels like a high school-run team almost where, like, they play people because they picked them or they or they paid money for them, but they don't play the play Like, picked them high, but they don't play the players that actually are better. Like, Gardner Minshew... I don't know why you're thrusting. Like Nick Foles has not played all that well mm-hmm. this year, and I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be that good as a starter. Things as good as a play starter. He comes in and he gets hot all of a sudden. Things is good with that, but he's he's not a good starter. Starter like a legit starter in the NFL, mm-hmm. and he's, his track record shows that. And Gordon Minshew, and the, I think they really wanted to play Nick Foles. They played him for three games, I think, two or three games once he came back. Mm-hmm. And benched him. Ben, they had to bench him because he was playing so bad. Uh, I think with the receiver situation here, they keep the the receiver situation is weird because they got really good receivers. They do got some good receivers. So but there seems to be problem. that's a good problem to have. Yeah, but there seems to be like they try to switch them up too much. There's too many different formations for the receivers. Uh, Leonard Fournette has not had like the best couple of years, but he's got over a thousand. But I'm saying, year. but this year he's picked it up. Yeah, but. They're like TJ trading TJ Yeldon. I didn't get or letting him go because TJ Yeldon was really good for him. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line 
has been decent to good. Uh, defense, defense has been really good. It's more, it just feels like uh, there's, there's something. It has to be with the structure of it, with the oh, with the office, because this team should be a playoff team, and it's not. Yeah. And there, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, I think they they got a lot of changes to make, offensive mm-hmm. line wise, um, secondary wise on defense. Is Telvin Smith going to come back and make that linebacking core? Yeah. Something really good. I know he got in trouble recently. Well, is Miles Jack going to leave? Yeah, it's Miles Jack going to leave. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Or Yannick or Yannick Ngakwe going to leave? Yeah, I mean, they only got one. Uh, they only got one. One franchise tag, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. We're gonna yeah. see how it goes. It, it's crazy how fast Super Bowl windows can open and close. Mm-hmm. Like this was, and then six years ago by, and you're like, that wasn't I wonder, that one year was a window. Kind of opened the Bears. If they let Miles Jack go. We get Miles Jack. He got Roquan, Miles Jack, Khalil Mack, uh, Leonard Floyd. That'd be a, that'd be a, one scary. of the best. I think linebacking duels of all time. Yeah. But that's just a fan fiction for yeah, Bears yeah. fan. But uh yeah, there's a lot of places where I think one of those two players could go yeah. Garquay or uh Jack. Yeah. So we'll get into the games here finally. Uh twenty five minutes into the podcast. Uh but yeah. First game will be the Houston and Tennessee. That Baltimore game was it's not a good game, but we'll give props where props is due. Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the NFL, and he balled out once again. And mm-hmm. and Pierce Baltimore is the best team in the NFL at the moment, or has the best record. Yeah. Uh, but we'll move on to the uh, first game that we're going to talk about here is Houston at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And what a game! They left thirteen point. Tennessee left thirteen points on the board. Uh, that was the even, uh, well, they left three points due to, I think, to their own fault. But they left ten points off the board due to amazing defense by Houston mm. and stepping up in big situations. Block field goal. And then they, what a, um, who, who hit, do you know who made the hit? I know, I know Wendy Merciless made the interception. I forgot who made the hit, though. Eric, I want to say it was, not Eric Reed. Justin, uh, Reed, Justin Reed. Made the hit, and um, it popped out. And Wendy Merciless had a great return on the football. Mm. Set up a touchdown two plays later. Uh, and they get a 14-point lead when it should have been a 7-7 lead. Or a 7-7 tie. Or a 10-7 lead with uh, Titans. And they end up losing by three. They have 13 points on the board. Uh, it's going to be fun seeing them in Week 17. I want to see how NFL restructure this. I want to see if they move that to Sunday night football like they did last year or I want to see if they move San Francisco and Seattle to Sunday night and move this one to the prime 4 o'clock slot. Because yeah. those those two, the San Francisco and Seattle and the Tennessee and Houston, Week 17, those are playoff games. Yeah. Those are games Just that like implicate the playoffs. like last year the Colts and Tennessee was, yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to see, ho- hopefully they game. do it mm-hmm. because I think it makes it more fun. It makes games matter, it feels like. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, that because that was a change they made. What a few? Well, it was probably a few years ago now. But where yeah. they where they start? They were like, we're gonna separate because there was all these division games going on in the middle of the season, and then towards the end, everybody was sitting there, people, because nothing mattered. Yeah. Now you got like division games in the last few weeks of the season, and like, yeah. whereas like a team like Seattle, I mean, they might usually sit. San Francisco and Seattle are playing. They're two of the best teams in the NFL. Last week of the season, you're like. 
Oh, like I mean, we're gonna get a great game. I mean, we're, these two teams are playing for home field advantage. They're playing for everything. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to this game, I just yeah, like you said, it, it, they left points on the board early. Thirteen, you know, to be in, you know, yeah. the, the the double clutch pump fake from Brett Kern. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it, it's Brett Kern, right? Is it Brett? It's Brett. Brett. Brett Kern, uh, Pro yeah. Bowler, by the way, best punter in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, the the the. The uh, double pump, the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that was a, that was just a bad play card. If you're gonna yeah. go for it there, put Ryan Tannehill on the field, yeah. or put or just kick the field goal. Like you were yeah. one or two yards outside of field goal range. Yeah. I'm sure uh, Ryan Seiko can hit that field goal. Yeah, and and the hard thing for Tennessee moving forward is they played the Saints next week, which is mm. it's gonna be hard to win. They're in Tennessee, which does help. They beat some really good teams this year. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Red Hot Saints right now, but then they play Houston in Week 17, and like you were mentioning, that's going to be that's a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And I, right now, I feel like Tennessee's the playoff team. Right now, okay. I, I still feel I feel like they're really good. Yeah, they start, they came back, they fought back. I mean, they got back into this game. I hope, I hope they make the so, playoffs because if Pitt makes the playoffs, they're going to be that game that nobody watches because it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, because just the defense is great. Mike Tomlin's been great this year. But quarterback situation is it that's not gonna win you a Super Bowl or yeah. a playoff game. Yeah, it's not uh, and they would have to face maybe New England, mm-hmm. maybe Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a blowout. It is. It's yeah. going to be a blowout. Uh I the only game I see being close is that Kansas City game because the way Kansas City's offensive line is. Mm-hmm. But New England knows ins and outs. I don't know if it's due to filming, but it's ins and outs of the Steelers organization. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tomlin is not going to win that game. Yeah. Uh, but Kansas City, I can see them winning. They usually have good luck against Kansas City, but now with Pat Mahomes versus Duck Hodges, I don't see that happening. I'm, I'm hoping Tennessee Tennessee makes the playoffs here because yeah. this... Yeah, they bring a lot more exciting element. I mean, yeah. The, there's a... It, it could be it could be getting interesting here uh, because there's a lot of tough matchups here. Uh, Saints lose Green Bay gets that second spot. Saints have to win out and hope Green Bay loses to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they lose this game, it's more likely that Green Bay is going to get that two seed, uh, and New Orleans is going to have to play on wild card week, weekend. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah. it what a great game this was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it sets up. Week seventeen, yeah. and it's I mean, gonna yeah, be showdown. You know, Tennessee is gonna go into the game thinking, "Look, we left thirteen points on the board. We execute. We do the things we're supposed to. That we that they were doing that was, you know, making them successful. They might win that game." Yeah. Uh, Houston looks at it as we were we were beating the crap out of them, and then we let them back in it. So I mean, you got both these teams feeling like Tennessee feeling like, "Hey, look." We were in a better position. We sh- we should have took control of that game and won. Mm-hmm. Houston saying, "Look, we were blowing you out, and then you guys came back and made it a game." So <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. NBA TV is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a heck of a game, and uh, I look like this coming week is going to be a good week of football for sure. There's some really good games, but week 17, man, I'm like salivating. I'm just waiting because like there's so many implications going into some of these games that like. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just waiting for it, man. I, I'm excited. Yeah. This is like the, some of the best part of football is these last two weeks of the regular season. You got teams fighting for certain spots. Um, you got certain teams fighting because look, because then you even got those teams like the Bears playing the the 
um, the, the Vikings, Vikings saying like, look, we're not going to let you just have an easy walk in the park. No. With Detroit I mean, playing Green Bay. Detroit playing Green because Bay. Because they, they have screwed, good success. It's in Detroit too because mm-hmm. Green Bay or Detroit got screwed and Detroit's heavily gonna, in that Monday night game. They got screwed. Detroit's going to say, look, look, this, we don't want you guys getting an easy road third, third seed in the playoffs. We want to put you in a fifth or sixth. I mean, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does, and we'll uh, we'll see how it all turns out. But we'll yeah, we'll move the green or Chicago at Green Bay here. We'll make that transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was a heartbreaker, and uh, it's it sucks because y- you know, like one one play changed the momentum of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and also probably changed a possible career for Trubisky here. With the Cordell Patterson, uh, I would I would have been. I wouldn't say I, it's going to change Trubisky. Well, I, no, I would say this. I I I would agreed with the call if it was a a hit on the in a dis, defensive receiver type call mm-hmm. or unnecessary roughness type call. But to call it catch interference when it was clearly wasn't. Bears recover the fumble. Bears. Basically, yeah. have three points yeah, on the board a, there. That's a big play. And but you flip it, it gets called that. Green Bay goes down and scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's a ten point swing. Huh. Uh, and, yeah. it, and I'll, I'll say this though, I mean that is a huge play, and I think and that played a huge pivotal factor into the game. Well, we kind of look at it here because Bears lost twenty one to thirteen. Bears are up sixteen to fourteen. Yeah, and it, it's a swing there. Green, I don't know. If it's just Green Bay or if it's me, but Green Bay's been getting a lot of calls this year. I'm not. I'm, the way you I'm said say. that. <laughs> I, maybe just me. Uh, you can put it down. As a yeah, no. They, yeah, they've got some calls. They I some, understand. They look, some, they got some. Yeah, calls. they've got some calls, and it's pro- and also yeah. Look, it, it's probably because you don't like Green Bay. You're a Bears fan, and you're gonna notice it more when it happens for them than it would be the Redskins. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, they've got some pretty bad calls this year, and I didn't agree with that. And I thought that was a big point in the game. But I'll also say this: the Bears couldn't execute in the red zone. I mean, they they failed to get some touchdowns. They failed to move the ball. They mm-hmm. failed on a, on a couple fourth downs. I uh, think I told you. And this. even then, they were still in this game. Yeah, I think I told you this before that drive at the end of the game. I was like, this will determine if Trubisky or if Trubisky will be the quarterback of the Bears next year. Yeah. He's not going to be the quarterback of the Bears next year. I don't know. Look, I'll I'll say this. Nagy has got into a lot more comfortable rhythm calling plays. I think you've seen David Montgomery emerge as a very good, solid starting running back. You give him some more carries next year. You see his production go up. Mm-hmm. You kind of realize, okay, this guy could be our starting running back for sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's he's got a special kind of wiggle about him. The receiving um, that core. Puts him back there. The receiving legit. core is amazing, yeah. I think. It's one of the best ones in the league that nobody the talks offensive about. offensive line needs to The tight ends could step up. Offensive line, they need to, they, they need need to build up. up. But I think, look, I don't think Trubisky is Deshaun Watson or anything like that, right? I get it. They Oh, they passed on Watson and Mahomes. Like, I get whatever. Say all that. Trubisky's got a certain set of skills. Nagy's a smart coach. You need to be, a, if you're not going to go get a Cam Newton, if you're not going to go get a Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints, if you're not going to go sign a Taysom Hill and take a chance there, which honestly I wouldn't, there's some guys that are going to be free agents this year. There's going to be some guys in the draft. If you're not willing to take a chance on a Tua, uh, I'm not going to say his last name. Almost. Tua Tagalaiola. I think I got closer. Yeah, I'm not even going to try Yeah. It. 
I, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't. But anyways, if you're not going to ch- take a chance on a Tua, right, or Jalen Hurts, if you're not going to take a chance on any of these kids and you're sticking with Trubisky, you can make it work. He's played better. He's looked better. Yes, there are still throws that leave you scratching your head. There are still plays that are like, dude, like, like that interception like late in the game when he just like threw it straight. Like if he just doesn't panic, I mean, he might make a throw to uh, Tariq Cohen like right in the middle, like dump it off. Instead, he like panics and like launches it at the defensive lineman, tips it up and makes a crazy catch. I mean, it's a great play by that guy. Dean I mean, Lowry, man. The, the Bears have a bright future, in my opinion. It depends solely on, one, the direction they want to take this team with the quarterback and position. I think they got some good but tight if, ends, yeah. too. Like, uh, like the, my, they, they could literally trade Trey Burton, yeah. uh, let Adam Shaheen go. You got Jesper Horstead. You got uh, J.P. Holtz. Mm-hmm. They've been balling for you. Yeah. And they're going to be minimum, they're going to be minimal money. That you don't that you don't have to put that you don't have to pay, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Nagy doesn't use tight ends in his schemes because he they don't get used at all. Yeah, uh, which is weird because he used the Kansas City's all scene. He utilized Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but Travis Kelsey's a different animal. But, yeah. uh, but Trubisky has a certain set of skills that you can utilize to win games. Yeah. He's not a guy that's going to drop back and pass the ball 50 times and win you games. Yeah. You give him, I think, the formula for success for the Bears going into next season, if they keep Trubisky, if they, if they, if they change it and do all that, everything goes out the window, what I'm saying. But if they keep Trubisky, I feel like he's a guy that you need to give him some design runs. You need to tell him to scramble when he can, make plays with his feet. All right? I think that's one of the better things he does. I think that's one of the more times when he looks – quote-unquote special is when he starts moving around and making plays with his feet and being an athlete and then being able to throw the football yeah. he's still so raw but if you get if you limit him to i would say between 22 and probably about 28 passes a game right somewhere in that sweet spot and you run the football and you tell him to make plays with his feet this bears team can be successful next season to make the playoffs mm-hmm. this defense is still great Chuck Pagano, I think, has done a really good job this year, taking it, you know, filling in for Vic Vangio, maybe the best defensive coordinator in the league, you know, at the moment. I, look, I, yes, there were some rough spots. They lost a couple close games this season. Like honestly, like Trubisky Oakland, started out really slow. The but Oakland I think, game, but I think Trubisky yeah. as of late hasn't looked bad, and yeah. I, people are going to try to hate on him and say, "Well, they played bad teams and they've done this." Say whatever you want. I think he's been utilized in a better way as of late, and that's the way they're going to win. Yeah, they just yeah they got a bad call against the Packers. They got you know they didn't they weren't mm-hmm. able to execute in the red zone and they I couldn't agree, finish. I agree it. with you. Yeah, uh, Bear season literally hint, uh, hinged on Eddie Pinero's missed field goal against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible. That was a terrible decision by Nagy to not move the ball up more when he had a chance to, and then. Uh, just keeping Chase Daniels there, or laying, or just like a ter- having your team get two days of rest before the Oakland game in London, mm-hmm. like going out there two days before the game, uh, really messed up the team, and they didn't really get going to that second half. Uh, so two, so two games you could depend on Nagy there, where uh, just better decisions by him. This team's nine and five, and all they all they need is one win. Or they need to 
they need uh, two wins versus two very good teams against Kansas City and Minnesota, and they're in the playoffs. But you're looking at 7-7 officially eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. maybe looking at a quarterback change this offseason. Yeah, for sure. And Green Bay... I'll give props to what props do. Eleven and three. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, good, the good season. Um, but the thing is, can Rodgers be his old self? I still, I'm still not convinced about this team yet. That that is my thing with him, right? I think Rodgers is going to be. It's yeah. playoff time. Rodgers is going to do what Rodgers does, right? It's Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. trust him. I have no reason not to trust mm-hmm. him. My thing is, I think the team as a whole, as of late, has not been super impressive. They've been good. Yeah, but nothing about the Packers right now, outside of Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, right? If I take away Aaron Rodgers and his name, and you just look at their team as a whole, I don't think this is a Super Bowl caliber team. I think this is the first a wild card exit, maybe an upset in the playoffs, depending mm-hmm. on who they play, um, or you know, at at the very least, a divisional round loss. Uh, I just don't see this t- this team. I I just don't see them being anywhere as good as San Francisco, anywhere as good as the Saints, anywhere as good as Seattle. Um, and we'll see how they play against the, uh, the Vikings. If they can beat the Vikings, that'll that'll give me a little bit better feeling about what this team can do. Mm-hmm. But um, if they lose to the Vikings, it's just kind of kind of confirm how I feel about this team. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you on that. It's more, I'm, yeah, like you like you said, it's more the team. Uh, can the receivers step up yeah. against the very shoddy Minnesota secondary? The run defense. Or corner system. The run defense. And yeah. all – here's the sucky thing. All the teams in the playoffs as of now for the Packers can run the football. San Francisco, Seattle, the Saints. Minnesota. Minnesota and the Cowboys. All can run the football. And put Philadelphia in that. And Phil, well, I, Philadelphia's been I'm, I'm saying Philadelphia's going to win this division. We'll see. Well, they're going to win. That, that's going to be a spoiler for who I'm going to pick this week. But Philadelphia's going to win this division. The streak yeah, we'll will see. continue. We'll see. The streak is over all things. Yeah, we'll that's see. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think so. <laughs> so we'll move on to uh, the Rams at Dallas. We'll get this short and sweet, but Dallas would a great win. The Rams. Yeah. Yeah, they had some garbage time touchdowns and whatnot. Gosh, they look, they didn't golf, look good. Golf is no, nah, golf is not it. And no. I'm sorry for the Rams fans and yeah. the Los Angeles fans, uh, excluding the Charger ones. It's it's not gonna be looking good for you for the next couple of years unless you can, because uh, Bleacher Report uh, unless they can run the football. Yeah, Bleacher I mean, Report had uh, like one thing that can fix these teams to make them contenders next year. And Ram and they said the Rams need to fix an O line. The yeah. thing is, they can't pay an offensive line. Yeah, that, that is the thing. West Need has put them in a terrible situation. Less. Is it less? I think it's less. Less net. Less Need. West Need. Whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, he's about to turn the West Need because if his name's Less, it's more his financial situation. The way he's built this team has put them in a financial hole that they can't get out of. I mean. I guess the sucky thing is, like, yeah, I would never have paid Brandon Cooks what they paid him. No. I would have never paid Jared Goff what they paid him, but I get it. He was a two-time Pro Bowler. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They got, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tear the man down for paying a quarterback. It's, it's hard to, it's hard enough to find a guy that can be serviceable and good. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't have paid Jared Goff that much. 
I understand it. Look, you got to pay Aaron Donald, best player in football. Jalen Ramsey, whatever you say, well, I don't care. Jalen Ramsey's still one of the best corners in football. You got to pay the man. I'm not saying he's not good. It's more, he's, I think he's a little bit overrated. I think he's way overrated. I but think Todd he's Gurley, good, but not great. They paid Todd Gurley, and ever since that contract, man, it's just the injuries. If they mm. could run the football, this team would be scary. The defense is really good, but the offense, they, they can't do anything. They have no rhythm. Sean McVay, I think, needs to go into the offseason and completely reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great coach. He's very smart. Obviously, we know that. But if they're not going to be able to run the football the way they that we know them to be able to, they're not going to be successful moving forward. And this I, is why I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs this I, year. I, and maybe go out and get a wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Get a legit wide receiver. Give a, give a give Cooper Cup some help. Brandon Cooks gets hurt too much. Robert, Robert Woods, Woods is good, but he's, he's, a, he's average, a good he's, three. He's this product of the system. Yeah. We've seen him in Buffalo where he's a good but not great yeah, receiver. Yeah. He's a product of the system. Yeah. You put you get him, you give him somebody uh, non. Uh, the Colorado State, I can't say his name, or Colorado's receiver, I can't say his name to save my life. You can look it up. Mm. Uh, it starts with an S, uh, or his last name starts with an S. Really good receiver. If they get somebody like him, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Okay. I think they'll be fine. Uh, but, yeah, I'll give props to Dallas, like you said. I mean, they dominated in this win. This is If the Dallas team can play like this, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, yes, this is their first one against Second a team win. over 500. Right, or it's their the first. first. They were 0-6 going into this game. They're 1-6 now. But if they can beat teams that of this caliber, I mean, I don't know if they're a Super Bowl contender right now, mm-hmm. but Dallas has pieces that make them scary. Yeah. Um, and this was a game where I was like, oh, Dallas actually looked really good. And maybe they start catching fire at the right time. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a good win for them, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move on to Atlanta and San Francisco, which had huge... Huge ramifications on the NFC playoff race. Yeah. Uh, like, Atlanta, this is a trap game in all sense of the words. Yeah. And I'm mad I did not see this one coming. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that was been looking at San Francisco. Oh, trap game, trap game, trap game. But looking at all the wrong spots. Mm-hmm. This was the trap game. Yeah. Atlanta. I mean, they've been in a yeah. gauntlet lately. I mean, they, they've had some really hard games. They, they've had some really close games as of late. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah. And then they've got some tough games moving forward, and the Rams and the Seattle and the Seahawks. Yeah, it's easy. This is a trap game. Falcons came out. Falcons played hard. They played like they wanted to win. Those guys didn't roll over. And I think one of the things is Dan Quinn knows that offense, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan was with the Falcons. They know yeah. that. Uh, was it Raheem Morris? I think uh, is the defensive coordinator right now for the Falcons, or is taking over those duties. Yeah. Anyways, was a wide receiver coach under Kyle Shanahan, and yeah. has moved over to the defensive side. So they they were able to match up. They had a good game plan. Uh, I think Chris Sims does a great job breaking down that final play. Um, if you want to go look him up, it's like uh, I think it's just Chris Sims unbuttoned. Uh, podcast or Chris Sims Unbuttoned, something like that. Go look that up on his Instagram or uh, Twitter page. Uh, I think he does a great job breaking down that last play of the game. Uh, when Julio caught that touchdown, I thought it was really cool mm-hmm. and kind of some good insight. So if you want to go check that out, do it. But, I mean, look, Falcons, they played to the end, man. They made, I mean, they made a great play. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, huge ramifications. George Kittle, man. He makes yeah. the play last week against the Saints. 
and he ends up botching the play this week. Fumbling it, had an easy first down when it ended the game. Fumbles it, gives Atlanta a chance. Or he fumbled it, and it went out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But they were forced to kick a field goal on a third and like, he fumbled on a third and four, forced to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Had a first down, they win that game. Yeah. Uh, they win this game. And uh, we'll see, it's a young team making young mistakes. And we'll see how – I love how John Lynch has been built this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, me too. It's more about staying healthy with them. Me too. They got a lot of injuries with them. But, I'll, but Atlanta, three straight wins. Why couldn't they have done this sooner? Atlanta yeah. is an exciting team. But where was this sooner? Where yeah. was this sooner? They, they were my team that I was like, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. They're going to be close to making it to the Super Bowl this year. I said the Eagles, so I can't, I can't be too. <laughs> but at least, at least everybody was picking the Eagles. I was like, I'm going to let them say Atlanta. Atlanta's showing that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. I think they, they got some pieces to fill. I think, I think they feel bad for not playing as well from the first half of the season, so... They feel bad for Dan Quinn. Yeah, those guys aren't. Yeah, those it's guys aren't going to roll over him. They, I, I, they love Dan Quinn. They play hard for him. Yeah, he's a good head coach. Uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of those guys don't want to see him leave. Yeah, you know, and yeah. if they can finish seven and nine and, and win out, I mean, maybe they are able to save his job for another season. Uh, but yeah, it just it is kind of weird. Like some of the games and just the way they played earlier in the season, you're like. What was going on with them? Because if they win a couple games, I mean, this team is dangerous. It's five and nine right now. Yeah, Matt Ryan, I think, has played actually really well this year. Nobody, I mean, just because they're bad, nobody talks about it. Yeah, Phil Jones, obviously a Pro Bowler, had a great season. Mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett's a Pro Bowler. I mean, they got pieces, man. But it's, it's, I don't know where he's going though. Yeah. So we'll move to the Sunday Night Football, Buffalo at Pitt. Defense struggle. Uh, huge ramifications on yeah. the playoffs too. Buffalo clinches their clinches their second playoff. Uh, birth and was it since uh was it 19, 1999? Yeah, and second and, out of the last three years. Yeah, and their uh, first ten win season. First ten win season since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, great win mm-hmm. for them. Uh, yep. great. And can they beat New England? If they can beat New England in Foxborough, they got a shot. They got a shot because Miami plays New England tough, and, and they don't have AB this time. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but the way Miami's played, they look like a cohesive unit out there. They look, uh, they look like they're yeah, Brian Flores. Got they that they team. look like they finally, they're finally figuring out Brian yeah. Flores' uh, system there. And Bill Belichick, yes, he's been pretty good against uh, his other coaches, but lately he's been pretty like he has not been the best. Bill Brian beat him. Matt Matt Patricia beat him. Uh, Mike Gray will beat him. Mm-hmm. Like all, they've been like bad defeats too. Yeah, uh, I feel like sometimes he's like, "Hey guys, take off this week. Let's make let's make my assistant coaches look good." Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. They they've been able to beat him. Um, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if uh, what's his name can continue the trend. I know they lost in week two, but uh, or week three, but they had Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown's a huge difference maker. Yeah. Uh, Let's, let's see, without Antonio Brown, how Brian Flores is able to scheme up and yeah. in Week 17. And if Buffalo wins, we might be seeing a weird situation in New England playing desperate. And I want to see Tom Brady play desperate. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We, we haven't seen this Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like everybody's kind of setting it up to kind of put the Patriots in the Super Bowl because now everybody's talking about how Tom Brady sucks and 
how they're cheaters. And the last time everybody said they were cheaters, they won the Super Bowl and they came back down twenty-three to th- twenty-eight to three. And I don't know. And people are saying, "Oh, Tom Brady's not even he, you know, you know, nowhere close to a, to a Pro Bowl and just all that." It's just like, well, you have to think that like, we'll see. but they don't have the weapons though that they did. No, but I, look, the offensive line. When is, you get into this part of the season. I feel like a lot of it ha- comes down to coaching, game planning, and experience being there. The Chiefs getting Terrell Suggs is a huge get against a shoddy offensive line in New England. I think that's why they got him. They went after him. I know New Orleans and Seattle were a couple of teams looking at him. <laughs> but that, that getting Terrell Suggs there is huge. Yeah. It's huge for, New, uh, for Kansas City. And New England's offensive line has been terrible this year. Uh, they didn't play well in the uh, first mm-hmm. game against Buffalo, and I think Buffalo would have beat them if they didn't. If there wasn't a cheap shot on uh, Josh Allen that took him out of the game, uh, I I think Buffalo might win this game. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I have to evaluate a little bit more, but before I make my final decision on who wins or who loses, but yeah. it's going to be a close game Saturday. It's a Saturday game. I yeah. love Saturday football, but it's going to be it's going to be a close game. Yeah. And I think also, you know, just going back to this game, <laughs> being going back to the yeah. recap, um, you know, Pittsburgh, it's a good story. Mike Tomlin has done a fantastic job this season. Yeah. This team being 8-6 and six right now with the quarterback situation that they've gone through, which has been yeah. atrocious, um, with, you know, the whole Miles Garrett situation, James Conner getting hurt and in and out the whole season, uh, offensive line still being that, which has helped. They found some gems at the wide receiver position, which the Steelers always do. But this defense, man, has been the thing that has won them games. They've won off turnovers. They've won off just playing great, solid, nasty defense. That's always the one thing about the Steelers is they're physical. Mm. They're nasty. But the Bills were able to overcome that. The Bills were actually able to make more plays. This defense is legit. Um, If Josh Allen can make plays... And just you know, and be smart, and not make some boneheaded young, dis- uh, young quarterback decisions that you know he might be prone to in the playoffs. The Bills are a dangerous team. Yeah, uh, the way they play defense, the way they get after you, the way they run the football, uh, their style of play is very conducive to the way f- playoff football is played. Yeah, and I mean, defense wins championships. You got to be able to run the football in the they playoffs. They play in the cold too. The, yeah, for, for sure, playing the cold. Yeah. They have no issues with that. Josh Allen in the cold weather. That's why I'm wind. hoping Buffalo gets that. Yeah. They gets that home that home uh, playoff game. I just yeah. want to see a snow playoff. Game. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like say they go into Kansas City and play. I mean, last year I think we saw the difference between Kansas City and Indy was Indy was a dome team. Yeah. Indy had issues. Oh, like oh crap. The, the way it always is, right? Yeah. They had issues in that in that weather. Andrew Luck, Chris Sims pointed out. Chris, you know. Andrew Luck's ball was like kind of sputtering in the air. Patrick Mahomes was whipping. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's got even even stronger arm, in my opinion. I think most people would say he's got the strongest arm in the league. That ball is not going to have any issues getting anywhere he needs it to go in the cold wind. Yeah, it's more about him just putting it in the right spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more about just him himself, not at the moments himself. Yeah. Uh, this was yeah. I thought it was a really good win against Pitt, um, and this. This is kind of part of the reason I don't think Pitt will make the playoffs because of the quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, and I think Mike Tomlin has done, the, again, a fantastic job. But yeah. I think the Jets have a solid defense. Uh, you couldn't tell that against Baltimore this week because yeah. the way Baltimore's been playing. But Jets have a solid defense. Don't be surprised if Jets sneak up this week, especially in New York. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure it's a new in New York, but don't be surprised if the Jets sneak up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in New it's in New York, so don't be surprised if the Jets sneak up and seal that game. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised. Uh, and also, there's other ways that if you're a Tennessee fan, Tennessee fan, Tennessee can get into the playoffs. You can lose to New Orleans. They can beat the Jets, uh, but you got to win that last game in Houston. That last game in Houston is pivotal yeah. for Tennessee fans. But uh, we'll move on to Monday Night Football, and we'll just go over this one quick. This was a disaster of a Monday Night Football game. Yeah. But uh, For Colts, anyways. Yeah, for the Colts. And I just want to give props to Drew Brees on breaking yeah. Peyton Manning's record and also literally going 29 of 30 having the highest completion percentage in a game in NFL history. Mm. Uh, he's the obviously he's the most accurate. I think, in my opinion, he's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, for sure. And he deserves any uh, awards he, that he will get after his career. Yeah. With the Hall of Fame and everything. Uh, he'll be a first ball Hall of Famer. He's a Super Bowl champion. The question is, can he get that second Super Bowl and we'll go see. out in the sunset? Right now... Uh, you know, I, I don't think the Colts are worth talking about. They they played awful, mm-hmm. so I'm going to focus on the Saints. Um, but the Saints, man, they're dangerous right now. Uh, that uh, Sean Payton has got them schemed up. Their offense is clicking. Yeah, I mean, Michael Thomas is just playing out. I mean, just out of out of this world right now. Uh, just I mean, catching everything, uh, just making big plays, going within that offense perfectly. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, making all the plays you need him to at the quarterback position, just deadly accurate, just mentally prepared for every situation. I mean, we even saw that video pop up where Reggie Bush was filming him uh, 40 minutes after practice by himself, calling audibles against no one, just by himself, like checking and doing all this stuff. The the prep that he puts in, the way that the the Saints have went out the last two years, the miracle in Minneapolis, and then last year with the whole pass interference, non-pass interference situation, mm-hmm. that's got a sting. And honestly, right now, the way I'm feeling about it, I think the Saints right now are going to be Super Bowl champions. I think I they feel are like too. the way they're playing, uh, I, this defense is nasty, this defense is physical. Yeah. This defense, in my opinion, is the, is the NFC version of the Steelers. Yeah. They, got, they got a Cameron Hayward and Cameron Jordan. Um, they've got Marshawn Lattimore. They got Aminka Fitzpatrick. I mean, they got they got guys everywhere. Demario Davis is a monster. They got AJ Klein, who's a beast. They got dudes at all positions. I mean, Malcolm Brown has come up and stepped up uh, with Sheldon Rankins being out, Marcus Davenport being you know being out for the season. You know, is you know does hurt him a little bit, but uh, the Saints are a scary team, man. Yeah, yeah, they are, and it's it will come down if they get bad luck again. It really will. Like they could be. Two-time defending Super Bowl champions trying to get three-peat. Yeah. Right now, I I think they, I think they possibly go into Philadelphia that year mm-hmm. and beat Philadelphia because Drew Brees. I'm doing Brees. I do it Brees all the time. Playing in the so. cold. I think he can play in the cold. Uh, now Seattle's a different story. They got to go into Seattle. That's a different story. That's Seattle. It's not Philadelphia. It's a hard place, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously they should have won that Rams game. They, they, I think they blow out New England that Super New England, New England in that Super Bowl, and I think they beat New Possibly, England in yeah. that Super Bowl too. Uh, I think it's a little bit closer game, but Saints, I, I agree with you. Saints are looking like Super Bowl champions here. I don't know who's going to stop them. I think Baltimore will falter before the before the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be either New England or Kansas City in the Super Bowl against the uh, Saints, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that ends out. Yeah, but. 
Yeah, that wraps it up. All right, well, uh, you know, again, we appreciate you guys listening. This has been our Week 15 recap. Yeah. Why, where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky, underscore four. You can find me at VarsityGinger55, and that's for, you know, for both of us on Instagram and Twitter. You know, thank yeah. you guys for listening. Uh, we'll probably, we'll, we'll see uh, about getting up Thursday. We'll get up Friday because there's no Thursday Night Football anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's your Saturday. So, yeah, we might, yeah. our recap will probably be up on Friday. Our then. predictions. Our predictions be up on Friday. Yeah. Well, so, all right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Peace. See you.